Good morning. I participate in a prison ministry. It's a ministry that I created while I was a member of a previous church. It's a ministry I never planned, yet one I per have partaken in for seven years. As much of a planner as I am, this was not planned. It was a true calling I felt when a young mother about my age, I'll call her B, was sentenced to 14 years in prison for a crime she had committed. She had been a member of our previous church. In fact, she sang Amazing Grace at our wedding and beautiful music at the baptism of our oldest son, Sebastian. After her sentencing, I felt called to reach out to B, not because we had been particularly close, but because her daughter is just two and a half months older than Sebastian. Needless to say, her sentencing and news of her crime caused a lot of divisiveness at our church. Yet a group gathered alongside a social worker to discuss their feelings. Among all the feelings discussed that day, someone brought up what we as a community of Christians could do. Her new address was shared, and so in the fall of 2015, I started writing letters to B. It was through these handwritten letters that I slowly got to know her as a person. As a woman in her early 30s, as a mother to a then three-year-old child, as a daughter to a mother who herself had experienced trauma, I finally decided to go visit B. Just like I had researched how to send letters to someone in prison, you may not put on address stickers, the return address must be handwritten, and the inmate number must always be written, including the name. I researched the rules on visiting someone in a corrections facility. Then I made the three and a half hour drive down to Lincoln, Illinois. It was nerve wracking and humbling to go through the security process alone, even mo more so to meet the woman who was serving her sentence and stripped of most of her freedoms. I'd gotten to know her through letters and eventually, once we figured out the rules, through emails. I've made that trip many more times over the years. The angst I initially felt over the security process eventually subsided. But the feeling I get when sitting with B has remained strong. One can bring nothing inside a prison, aside from an ID card and the payment card to purchase lunch from the vending machines. As a visitor, one also gets stripped of, of freedoms to a certain degree. And although I must always show up empty-handed, I am able to bring the gift of time to sit and listen. Time to bring stories of my life with my sons and listen to stories of her daughter. Time for her <clears throat> to focus on something other than the drama of prison life. Time to show her she's worthy of God's love and time to show her dignity. Over the years, I have written and received countless letters, cards, and emails, all of which have been read by a guard to ensure their content is compliant with the rules. Aside from in 2020, I visit about twice a year. The strange thing is, when I write B and when I receive letters from her, they are some of the most personal letters I ever write or receive. When I visit B, the three hours we can spend together are some of the, most, some of the deepest conversations I have. After a total of seven hours in the car and sitting with her for three hours, needless to say, I'm exhausted. But I'm also truly filled with gratitude and grace. As busy as my life gets, making the time to send letters and making the time to visit B never ceases to fill me up. As a Christian, I can pray and attend church and sing and tithe. But there is nothing quite like taking Matthew chapter 25, verse 36, literally, and visiting someone in prison. Thank you.